quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. When our kids are born, we have expectations as to how our family will interact. What we certainly aren't ready for are the struggles we encounter with the people we love the most. We are here for the parent who feels like they've tried it all, for the parent who feels like they have to yell to be heard, for the parent who is tired of timeouts and kids fighting all day. We are here for you. We believe when parents feel supported and heard, they are able to come to parenting more centered. We offer tools to navigate the messiness of life with kids. We are Peace in Parenting. Hey guys, we're back for another episode of the Peace and Parenting podcast. I'm Gemma. I'm here with Michelle and my very best friend, Casey. We went Woo-hoo. through both pregnancies together and we've struggled through this whole parenting journey together. So she's here to yeah. talk about some of her experiences today. Hi, Casey. How are you? Hi, thank you for having me on. I'm doing well. We're so happy to have you on. Can you tell us one thing that's going well? Something that's going well for me right now is the sun is out and in Oregon, we haven't had much of it. So that always encourages me for the day. Good. Great. Okay. What about you? What's going well, Gemma? I've had sick kids for like two weeks straight and I only got woken up one time in the night last night. Hallelujah. I know. What about what's you? going well for me? Um, my oldest is, you know, she's very, she's tough, but she's been really kind to her sister. So I'm, you know, it's a, it doesn't always happen. And when it does for a stretch of time, I'm happy. That is good. Yeah, it's really good. So Casey is here and she is going, so we thought it might be informative and helpful if we had another parent come with a parenting question, something that maybe we haven't really talked about a lot on the podcast and something that's maybe a little more complex. And so Casey's coming with a question that I think is really, I think it's valid and important and something I've struggled with too with my own kids. So first of all, tell us how many kids you have and and then tell us what your question is. So I have a daughter, Nell. She's just turned five years old. And then my son is three and a half, Levi. Um, And I guess what initially brought me to in the first place was parenting challenges with Nell, just feeling like she was very challenging. I mean, she is controlling. And I remember the first time when we met and you gave me side eye, like, hmm, wonder where she got that from. (laughs) 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 That was upon like minute two of meeting you and you were already (laughs) pegged in. But um, yeah, so we have since discovered that she has anxiety. And so it's something that brings a lot of challenges for us in parenting because we want to come with empathy, but it's also incredibly 
trying and mm-hmm. very um, overwhelming. And I feel oftentimes yeah. we hit roadblocks. So parenting peacefully with a child who has anxiety and how to keep going as a mom in that. Yeah. Wait, and tell us you have a son too. So tell us. So Levi is three and a half. He's pretty chill. (laughs) He doesn't, um, I mean, he has his very typical toddler moments and that was, it was actually in parenting him that I realized parenting Nell was a very different ball game. Um, I don't know that I really would have woken up to it quite as much as I have because it's the experience of parenting the two of them that makes it so obvious that Nell has other things that we have to address and help her through and yeah. Yeah. So tell tell me about like some of the struggles, the hardest things that are what are the hardest things with Nell? So she you hear in anxiety, we either go into fight or flight. And I think when we think about childhood anxiety, most of us paint a picture of fear, like mm-hmm. where we are clingy, um, clinginess or whining or fear, timidness. That's not what we experience. We experience the fight side. It is a lot of control, a lot of battles, a lot of bristly, um, rough behavior, a lot of unkindness, a lot of just stuff that to me looks like, like I was actually thinking she had oppositional defiant disorder because that's what it looks like is a child who doesn't care about how anybody else feels. It's that behavior that is really hard to tackle. Yeah. I can't remember now. Was she like that before Levi was born? Yes. Always. From the very From the very beginning. It's interesting. I think you're right. I think you're so right in that each kid's different, right? I have a similar experience. Esme is really hard. I mean, she's not easy. And she's, I think she's full of fear, but her fear manifests in unkindness mm-hmm. and attacks. Uh-huh. And it's almost like she's like, so fearful that she like she wants to reach out and grab you she wants to like and she wants to make you feel bad and she wants to because she's trying to temper her own insides and it's hard it's a really hard place to be as a parent parenting a child who is has anxiety and or has and 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 I don't know if necessarily she has anxiety per se that's you know diagnosable but she definitely responds to life in a way that's really hard to deal with yes and is in her head it's not yeah. outward behaviors that you can comfort them through. It's, no. It's a, oh, I guess it, it's a different kind of outward behavior. It is. And I mean, I think that's it. Everything manifests differently for different kids. Like Pia will go into herself. She's going to withdraw, which is like, I mean, let's be honest, that's easier. It's not, I mean, it's not better by any means because our, your Nell and my Esme, they're getting it out. You know, it's not wreaking so much havoc inside here. It's wreaking havoc with us Mm -hmm. is where it's wreaking the havoc. And that's it. And I mean, I think personally, it's like I have a lot of clients who have kids with diagnosis like autism and Asperger's and ADHD and all these things. And because they're having a really hard time and, and they seek help and they get these diagnoses, which I think are very beneficial. And, you know, an anxiety diagnosis is beneficial, too. But the thing is. Those are our kids and that's who we have to deal with. And it's like, even with all their shortcut means, how do we deal with that kid in the best way that we can deal with that kid? Because they're not changing. I think for Casey too, like she is very type A perfectionist. She, when she went in with peaceful parenting, she went all in. Like sometimes I was like, wow, (laughs) you're really doing it, girl. (laughs) 
Well, when you have a kid like that, you're like, I need to get this better. Like, this is not easy. I can't manage this child because it's so hard. Right. And so you are, I did the same thing. I was like, well, cause I saw like little glimpses of like things got better. And so I was like, oh yeah, I want that. I got to get that because she's insane, you know, but I have to say I was an insane parent on the other end to begin with. I think I exacerbated some of it and that I made it a lot worse for a few years and it didn't start to get better until I was like, until I got like calmer because I think she really vibed off of me. That's the thing. That's what I was trying to say is like she goes all in and then when it doesn't make a big dent it's like Mm -hmm. what am I doing wrong then she gets into like not self-hatred but like self what's the word doubt yeah like why isn't this working for me like because with Levi she is having like a much easier experience like he's very go with the flow and then when we compare our kids I think Caleb has a little bit of anxiety too but his displays very differently like he's the clingy like I can make it better with play or stay listening yeah I just have to get a tantrum out of him and then he's willing to try the thing. But Nell, it seems like it's roadblock after roadblock. Like how, you know, I think, well, I'll tell you what has worked for me and what's worked for me is just deep connection. And it doesn't necessarily have to be special time. It doesn't necessarily have to be any of the tools. But for me, when she feels connected to me, we do better. She does better in all her life. She does do better with connection. Yeah. I know that connection is the piece that we need and we need to stay consistent with. What becomes challenging is when I feel like I'm giving it my all and still, I mean, she is her own person. And of course, I can't control her reactions to things, but still mm-hmm. it feels like I'm in it 110 and yeah. I'm not, you know, not getting what I'm hoping to. Yeah. It can cause a lot of anger. Yeah. And self-doubt within me and just feeling like, are we on the right page? Are we on the right yeah. you know, track? That's so hard because when you're working so hard and you don't see it, then it's like, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? I feel that a lot with Esme. I really do. And I, it's, I empathize with you completely. It's hard. She's hard. Um, and unfortunately... <laughs> They don't stop those kids. They just, they are hard kids. The good thing I say about Esme too is like, no one's going to mess with her. Like there is nobody yes. that's going to mess with that child. <laughs> like, that's exactly right. I have to remind myself that no one is going to mess with Nell. And we don't want to crush their spirit in the at the same time. And at the same time, I don't know if Nell's this way, but Esme is um, highly sensitive. Oh, yes. And yeah. And so it's this weird dichotomy. You're like, how are you so sensitive to everything going around you? But you're so mean to everyone around you. Like, what is going on? But I have to say, when I'm connected to her and in those moments, and if I keep that connection flowing, it makes so much difference because she does melt. Those kids are so sweet too. Nell is such a sweet girl. We know this, but it's like getting to that place of like trying to get her to melt more, you know, trying to get her to be her real self and, and get through that anxiety part. Mm -hmm. And I know connection is the only thing that's worked for me because punishments and shaming and all that stuff just doesn't work. Even though it's so tempting, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And so let's let's go through a scenario maybe of something that would happen and and what you've done and what has worked and what hasn't. And is that feasible? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking like if we can come better understand like a situation and and what's going on, then maybe we can get to like a place where it's more manageable. 
because it's not going to be perfect with her. No. And I need things to be perfect. So, <laughs> I <laughs> so mean, it's I very hard. That, so I think it's a lot. I think you're similar. So similar to me, too. Yes. Like, yeah. And it, it's hard to let go of all of that. Yeah. So, okay, something that's been a continual challenge for us is the car seat, if I can think of a certain scenario. Oh, my gosh, you were talking about the car seat three years ago. Do you believe it? (laughs) This damn car seat. Okay, yes, but it's control, right? Are you doing special time? I'm just... Um, Yes, so I'm really, I've been really inconsistent with special time. We just did it last night. I texted Gemma not too long ago, like a couple days ago, like I've done it two times in two weeks. Well, so that's it, Casey, too. I think that instead of being married to the idea that where we want this behavior, this perfect behavior, I would be married to the idea of connection. Yes. I mean, in my head, I know that this is right. The tough thing is when you are rejected for a good majority of your day by a person, you don't want to lean into it after so many years of it. What was I forget about your mom and dad? Tell me about them and, and how they parented and was rejection a part of that? My parents were very supportive and loving. There was a lot of Mm -hmm. emphasis on what we did. A lot of praise for good grades. My parents didn't put pressure on me for good grades. I myself am a perfectionist to my core. So I did that. But that's where I was reinforced quite a bit. Right. So maybe that's it too. It's like because Nell isn't being good. It may be it's like a self-reflection like you've done something wrong. Yes. And one of my biggest fears is feeling like I'm not good myself. But Casey, you are good. And you've been doing so much good with her. Yeah, you have to know that like you really have. Yeah, it's hard to tell a person who wants things to be perfect that that's the case. It's really hard to be okay with mediocrity or what feels like mediocrity. (laughs) I mean, I feel like for me, it was I got to a place where I needed to like not be scared of the shame. I mean, there is definite fear of shame, fear of judgment, fear of me myself being unworthy or not enough. Yeah. I know that's one of the reasons I put so much pressure on myself and on Nell to therefore act in a way that I expect her to act or respond in things the way, like I remember when we were having our sessions three years ago, I said, I want A plus B equals C. Give me (gasps) my child plus this solution. And this is the it must be so hard not to get C ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do yeah. with Levi. That's where it comes like. Well, that makes it even harder, right? Mm-hmm. Because you're like, oh, well, it must be her because I can get this over here. But Levi could get that with Gemma or me or anybody. Yes. And a classic example is play listening. Yeah. Nell side eyes me so hard all day when I play listen with her. She sees through it. I've texted Gemma about it so many times when I play well, silly or dumb. Don't use it then. I mean, then don't. It's not for her. It's yeah, just she's not like for her. too intelligent. She's like, dude, don't use that voice on me. Well, the <laughs> other problem is the other problem, too, is that if your connection is so ruptured, you're not going to be, be able to do anything right for her because she's like, no, uh-uh, I'm not. That's how Esme is. She's like, if our connection is ruptured, forget it. She will do nothing for me. Never. And she will, she'll think, you know, everything's wrong. So I mean, I just, I can't emphasize enough the connection piece. It's the literally the only thing that has ever worked with her. And it's like, I'm constantly trying to like, get it back. She's off track, then it's back on, then it's off track, then it's back on. And it's a constant. And I, I do special time with her every day. And she's 14. Every 
day, Casey, every day. Go, girl. I have to because I don't want it to be chaotic. Mm -hmm. And if I don't do it with her, it's chaos. Yes. You know, I'm kind of switching gears here. Go ahead. Something that has been a really interesting observation in all this is the realization that she is anxious and she is in fight and that that behavior can be interpreted as such misbehavior. But my response after so much effort put in was to eventually get angry. And I feel like that's a really important piece for kids who are anxious is to give them even more empathy because anger is only going to exacerbate the issue and make her more fearful and more in fight. And it's this vicious cycle for us. It really is. And I think it's like when we can just have no expectations of them, that's the thing. Like we can't have any expectations of them. Zero baseline. Mm -hmm. And it's just like coming in and saying, okay, I'm not going to take any of this crap personally. It's not about me. It's her. She has this anxiety. She's having a hard time. And she's the only way she knows how to show it is by being a jerk. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard not to take it personally, but it's true. It's true. It is. It really is. To be honest, there's nothing else you can do. Really. And really, the only things that we've seen improve it to any degree are special time. I mean, yesterday, even I was like, why can't I be consistent with this? It does improve her mood. Because she's annoying you. (laughs) (laughs) Because everything you do is wrong. Amen. Right? And so it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, you want to do special time? Awesome. I can't wait to have 20 whole minutes. (laughs) That's why. But then we get in the vicious cycle. We're like, okay, fine. I'm not going to do it because they probably don't want to do it either. I mean, Esme, when she gets really mad, she's like, I'm not doing special time with you. <laughs> like, okay, great. Now we have a whole another week of no special time. And now things are really going to get nutty. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's okay. Give us the car seat thing. Let's see if we can suss this out. We might have to cut it out if it doesn't make any I sense. Know. So we have a lot of issues around the car seat because when I ask Nell to get in, she'll climb up and then I will buckle her and say it's a thing of safety. I need to buckle her. And she'll beg me to let herself buckle herself in and that she's safe. And I say, no, it's a safety issue. Then I finally decided I'm going to let her buckle herself in. And the next day I said, okay, you can go and buckle yourself in. And she goes, no, I want you to buckle me in. And it's just this constant battle for control where she's constantly looking for ways to be the one calling the shots. Or she's looking or she's looking for a way to have a tantrum. Yes. Because she's so that's the other thing with these kids that we haven't even talked about is that Esme does well with connection and she does really well having a really big, ugly, disgusting tantrum. Yes. Once she finally gets there, she holds them in. Same. 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 The worst. And she'll be like, now that she's older, she's like, I'm not having a tantrum for you. Nell says the same thing. She says, why are you trying to make me cry? Uh huh. And then she goes, I don't buy into your like parenting stuff that it's good for you. And I, and then afterwards, she's like, I feel better, mommy. And I'm like, yes, come on. She do- And she does. So I think in that car seat situation, let's get back to that. In those moments, she might really benefit from a tantrum. But it's like those moments when you're getting in the car seat aren't the moments that you want to have the tantrum. So I would do like a fake go in the car seat maybe a couple of times yes. just to have a tantrum. Yes. That's so you'd say, oh, idea. we're going to the store. Not really, because we're just going to have a tantrum in the driveway. 
get her in there and then you set the limit, whether it's you're going to buckle it or she's going to buckle it, but you just stick to whatever it is. Either one doesn't matter. And you say, nope, you're going to buckle it. I'm so sorry. You have to buck. We can't go. You got to buckle the thing. And I'm so sorry. though. No, this is really hard. I know you're really mad and you should probably have an hour long tantrum. I bet you. Oh yeah. Her, her best tantrums are in the car. Yes. But I would say when she gets to that level, because it's not probably always the car seat, it's probably no. the car seat some of the time, but those that's when she's gotten too clogged. It's a trigger for her. Like it's a space where she knows that she safely can cry in the car. It can be anything. It doesn't even have to be related to getting buckled. But if there's something at all in her day, it's she's going to bring it up right before she gets out of the car or in the car. And she's going to use that opportunity to cry. Interesting. So I would maybe when you see her behavior starting to get wonky, you know, like everything's mm-hmm. wrong. She's unkind too. You like that word? Gemma's laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> when you, um, you know, everything's wrong. She's picking on her brother. She's won't eat. She won't do anything. Then you're like, okay, we're going to the store. <laughs> you know, like let's spend time in this little box together, well, you and yeah. me. But I think that's it for these kids. It's the the way they get connected is through tantruming. And through special time, those two really work for me for, for as me. And I actually use play with her and I'm not a natural player. I never was. I literally had to teach myself to play. When my trainer came in and said, you have to play with the kids. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not playing with the kids. We have things to do. We got to eat dinner. We have a checklist and we have ballet and we got ready for ballet. We, everyone's having a bath every day. And it's just like I was so in the box, but I was driving myself crazy doing that. That's what I didn't realize. And when I started to really let go, like, oh, you can take a shower every other day. That was like monumental in our house. And so it was just like letting go of some like I'm not cooking. I'm only cooking Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'm not cooking Tuesday, Thursday. I'm just not, you know, and guess what? We're going to eat pizza on Saturdays and that's it. And making my life easier and more manageable and less controlled made them feel better because I was happier. Yeah, that's something I have been consciously trying to work on with journaling. All that stuff is pretty much control centric, but I need to be more consistent with it. You don't actually, because consistency is also control. And then when you just when you aren't consistent, then you feel like you failed. And then you go back to shame because of your perfectionism. And then it's a cycle of blah, blah, blah. So forget the consistency. Mm. Just do what you can. This is what I try to tell her all the time. Just like breathe and When I listen to her beat herself up, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, why are you doing that to yourself? If you could see, like, from my lens, I'm like, she's working really hard. Mm -hmm. Nella's just a challenging kid. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to have Levi to compare with. That Mm -hmm. does not mean that you are not doing everything you can. She is. You are, Casey. You're a good mom. Look at all the hard work you've done. Look at all the hard work you've done. You've taken the course. You've really taken it all into heart. You really care about Nell more than anything. You are doing it. She couldn't do more, really. Casey, you just you need to take care of yourself, I think. This is like you just need to take care of yourself. Like do nice things for yourself and, and you know, indulge yourself because you're working really hard and that little girl, she's just she feels yucky inside. I know. I That's know. it. Thank she's you. She's a sweet kid. And so is Esme. Esme's lovely with everyone else. <laughs> Uh-huh. That's we get that feedback all the time that Nell is so sweet, so gracious, so loving. Yeah. Esme's really gotten there and I'm sure you see sweet, loving, kind, you know, connected moments where she's amazing. Absolutely. I'd say you're doing great. And Thank she's you. just she is. Yeah, she is who she is. Dig into that connection. You just 
dig into there. Just make it your home. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be my home. <laughs> <laughs> make it, time, 20 minutes every day. Yeah, that's it. And, and then the tantrums. They really just, you know, they're going to be awful. I mean, she's, she's going to be insane. Esme spit in my face before. Yes, we have a spitter over here as well. <laughs> what do you think about, because it's a big time commitment, even though it's only 20 minutes when you have two, then it's 40. Yeah. Do you think it's that big a deal if she backs off a little bit with Levi and focuses on Nell, you know, like I think 10 minutes with Levi for, for a while, you know, do like two weeks with that. It will pay off that damn special time. I swear to you. I know it will. It's my own mental block. Casey, you'll get there. You will. I think doing the car seat thing will help doing the special time. And then maybe we'll have a report back in the Facebook. Yeah. Maybe you can come back in a few weeks and tell us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being so honest and like coming with your like real truth and, and just being authentic. Cause I don't think it's always easy to talk about our kids and what's really happening. And we don't always want to admit when it's hard. So thank you. Well, thank you. I'm really glad that I could come today and get some more advice from you after so long. I've Yay. needed it. Good. I'm so happy. All right, yeah. Gemma. Thank you. This was such a good idea. It was so fun. I'm so glad we had Casey. Yeah, me too. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll be back next week. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and check out our Patreon. We have an Enneagram episode up there. Great. Okay. Thanks, Gemma. Week.